Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. Tennessee's like knocking on the door of the police station saying, sir, I think I double parked uh, about a week ago. Pete Thamel. If you're counting billable hours, it is the decade of the balls. They are going to get a long, long head start on everybody else in terms of lawyer fees. And SI's Pat Forty. So this is a risky strategy. The come to Jesus, oh my God, we care about compliance movement uh, <laughs> can backfire. Here's Pat, Pete, and Dan. Wish that I was on old Rocky Top down in the Tennessee Hills. Ain't no smoggy smoke on Rocky Top. Ain't no telephone bills. Once I had a girl on Rocky Top, half bear, <laughs> other half cat. Wild as a mink, but sweet as soda pop. I still dream about that. Really? Sully, is this bestiality (laughs) they're talking about in this fight song of yours? No. Because this might explain where the whole thing goes awry. Because in the second second stanza thing, not a real musician in case you didn't know, verse, whatever it's called. They they kill a, a couple federal agents who are trying to get their moonshine. But the first what? one's the most disturbing. Yeah. Explain yourself, Sully. Explain this whole disaster that is causing us to do an emergency pod and keeping me from watching The Bachelor tonight. I don't know, but Felice and Boodle Bryant, that they wrote Rocky Top back in the 60s, and that's honestly the best thing that's happened to Tennessee since then, I think. <laughs> <laughs> half bear, other half cat? What? That's yeah, your, where that's are we how going? you describe your girlfriend? Yeah, she's a wild, <laughs> wild East Tennessee woman, I think. I think that's okay. what he's going after. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I pour one out for Coach Pruitt. He gave us a lot of good podcast fodder. He and, did. Uh, oh, man. He gave us his civil duty. He gave us asparagus. He gave us the Titanic. He gave us that, that babushka wearing. Uh, you know, face mask that he never wore. I mean, you know, it's good stuff when the Knoxville news runs a best quotes of Jeremy Pruitt era. (laughs) Let me just run through all these. And when they started, zero and two in 2019, uh, this quote during the Knoxville quarterback club in September 9th, let me tell you what, if they got a quarterback club in Knoxville, send one over to the campus. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, damn quarterbacks. T. Martin. <laughs> it's a pulling guard club, actually, in, right. in Tennessee. 
Even their pulley yeah. guards suck this year, by the way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, after that 0-2 start, he compares the program to the Titanic. Presumably, I don't know why, but he did, he says when the boat starts going down, remember all those mice running to the top, right? We had a few that left our program, but you will figure out who wants to be a Tennessee Vol and who don't. <laughs> the boat sank, Coach Pruitt. The Titanic did not make it. Hundreds of people died. Yes, you want to get off the Titanic. Yes. <laughs> Not jumping off the Titanic is literally the dumbest thing you can do. You will die. <laughs> then there's uh, the time uh, cop pulled over linebacker Jeremy Banks. There was a little issues there. Coach Pruitt was not happy with the officer. Why do you have to arrest him just because he has a warrant? Yes, that's what warrants are. <laughs> he concluded the officer go ahead do your civic duty man that is what our uh back the blue uh uh then there was uh the big gator bowl victory in 2000 to start the 2020 see uh january 2nd 2020 they beat indiana coach pruitt declared uh this decade is going to be the decade of the vols Okay. It may still be, but it ain't with Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a decade of the Vols if you're counting billable hours. If you're counting billable <laughs> hours, it is the decade of the Vols. They are going to get a long, long head start on everybody else in terms of lawyer fees. But in terms of like overreactions for beating Indiana, I think Tennessee in football would clearly, in, in the last century, nobody has done more after beating Indiana in football and overreacted more improperly. Beat the Hoosiers and declare yourself, we're ready for the, the decade of the Vols. And then finally, uh, earlier this season, they lost to Alabama by 31. Uh, and he, he declared that the gap was getting closer. No doubt. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we could look. We were probably already beating up on poor Sully enough. But but I do remember him declaring victory basically for the halftime score half-time of the Georgia score, yeah, the <laughs> Halftime score Sully declaration of victory was one of the worst Sully moments in the podcast. That, that was terrible. I'll be right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> right then and there, he said the program was much further along. Than I think the been. exact quote was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're all playing with house money after this one. It doesn't matter what happens in the second half. Well... <laughs> The house certainly came to yeah. collect, guys. Yeah, it was Bond Tennick and King House money. Yes. They are they're building all they're all getting new wings on their beach houses from the Vols. They're uh, the only winners at all this. So no shame in firing your coach. Things don't always go well. This happens. You you you, you hired a bad coach, the wrong coach, and uh he did he predictably didn't do very well. Why do we pick on Tennessee? Uh because <laughs> they're just so entertaining in doing it. Oh. Their their irrelevance in the win column is just overwhelmed by everything else. So, and today was just typical. Here we are. Why why now? What took so long? There we have we have the the sort of uh, conclusions of an internal investigation that was basically launched, at least in my opinion, because they were trying to find a way to not pay Jeremy Pruitt and all of his assistant coaches. So they. They decided as a cost analysis that it would be easier to just admit they committed NCAA violations and pay the legal fees than pay out the buyout. Now, this is in an era when pretty much every other school tells the NCAA to go screw. <laughs> LSU, you're you're on an FBI wiretap, so. Yeah. Do, do LSU, Arizona, duty, Kansas, 
Yeah. <laughs> Auburn. Yeah. All of them. Other oh, schools. Yeah. Everyone else is like, no. Tennessee's like knocking on the door of the police station saying, sir, I think I double parked uh, about a week ago. I you was know, going when 35. When I crossed that street, I zigged right out of that crosswalk. I, I totally oh. did. I didn't have my blinker on or anything, sir. I just I just want to let you guys know about it. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I didn't come to a full stop on the corner of Maine uh, and Maple. All right. They hire, it was a man. rolling stop, and I just want to come and throw myself on the They store. hire Phil Fulmer, who, who once couldn't attend SEC Media Day because he was going to get subpoenaed <laughs> in, a, in a violations case. Yes, yes. Has no experience, no qualifications for the AD job. Immediately hires a guy who can't do the job either. Gives himself an extension. Gives Pruitt an extension. Gets rung up up for coaching the O-line illicitly. Don't forget that lovely little ducket. He one day ducked into O-line practice and got a secondary Uh, violation for it. Just like the perfect meathead moment of Uh, why you hire uh, Phil Fulmer. Because he was once a perfectly competent O-line coach. But like he's like, oh, I got to get in. Get in. Yeah, A-gap technique. I mean, and, 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 you know, they all all pat themselves on the back for taking the the COVID pay reduction and then give themselves bonuses at the end in the middle of the <laughs> pandemic to make up for it. And then today Fulmer says, you know, one good point. They, they go, we're firing Pruitt because of recruiting violations. And then Fulmer at the press conference says, well, one thing's going well is recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was it. so great. Oh. And it was like in the middle of that sentence, Fulmer actually realized what he was saying. And I was so, like, Oh, Gosh, I've already started. Do I do I have to finish? Oh, I guess I'll finish it. And <laughs> so it's like, which press conference did Philip Fulner bungle worse? The introductory one, which should have been like a funeral, when they're basically announcing all the coaching changes and the AD transition and all the bad coaching search stuff that happened. Philip Fulmer gets up there like he's trying to call bingo at a funeral. He's like, hey, I wish my wife Vicky was here. Hey, I wish my daughter was here. Oh, she's with the... It was just like, no, that was one of the worst press conferences I've ever seen. But I think today, I think today he managed to top it. First of all, he's wearing a suit jacket with like an SEC zip up underneath. You can see the SEC logo. You could see <laughs> Greg Sankey throwing up in his mouth <laughs> at the SEC logo as I'm watching it on the SEC network on my television. And he's up there. And Dondi Plowman and Randy Boyd, the two Tennessee administrators who are supposed to be leading them to the future, are tripping over themselves at what should be this like muted press conference to tell them how much they love Full Fulmer. And when Boyd actually mentioned, coach, we love you as much as we loved you in 98 in Tempe when you hosted the trophy, I literally had a visceral reaction. I was like, okay, so these are all really competent people, right? Like Randy Boyd and Dottie Plowman are way smarter than the four of us. They're way more accomplished than the four of us. They've risen higher in life than the four of us. And they're completely unqualified to handle a coaching search, right? So we get all that. But they're not stupid. Like they were, they bring in people from the outside to help them with this. So somehow smart people sat in a room and said, you know what? Let's bring up Coach Fulmer's 98 championship as we're trying to release him with pay, by the way. So they want to fire Jeremy Pruitt for his 12 million, but essentially they owe Philip Fulmer 3 million for the next year-ish that he's coming, depending on this. But we're going to keep him because he won it in 98 and everybody likes him. But, and... By the way, he signed off on every single bad hire, all nine of them, 
that they're ousting in this, right? Because it's Pruitt, two assistant coaches on the field, and I believe five others off, six others off. Is that right? Yeah, it's uh, two full-time assistants and then quality control, recruiting person. I mean, it's yes. all of the support staff that you build to go recruit. They were, a lot of them were cheating, allegedly. Correct, allegedly. So it's like, let's bring in these perfectly smart, qualified people who have to risen to this highest ranks of academia at a fine university school system. And let's tell them to say the dumbest things possible, right? Like, let's make them look as stupid as possible. And Randy Boyd today, when he said that thing, I was like, my God, you are just like creating new depths for your football. Like, okay, so Dondi Plowman, we want to give her the benefit of the doubt, right? She's the new chancellor. It's not Beverly Davenport, the old chancellor. Let's give it a shot. So then they, like, we look at the documents today. Well, guess who signed Philip Fulmer's extension this year, which was completely undeserved and unwarranted. Whose signature's on it, guys? Dondi. Dondi. Guess who yeah. signed Jeremy Pruitt's extension when zero places, like Middle Tennessee didn't want Jeremy Pruitt, East Tennessee didn't want Jeremy Pruitt, no direction of Tennessee or beyond wanted Jeremy Pruitt. Guess who <laughs> signed him to an extension? Dondi. But there they are, tripping themselves, ignoring Philip Fulmer signing off on these 10 terrible hires they just fired, being like, by the way, 15 years ago, we were relevant. You were the coach. Thank you. I mean, it was just the complete epitome of SEC dysfunction. No, I, yeah. No, they, I said they, and we talked about it actually briefly previously, they, they have usurped Auburn for the for that spot, which is saying something. Yes. But yes, the, the hagiography of Fulmer on his uh. way out the door after doing a terrible job in a job he shouldn't have had that he was never qualified for was fantastic. That was like, like, why is everybody bending over backwards to just kiss Phil Fulmer's ass after he hired a disaster that they now have to fire? They can't get and they've got to get rid of Phil because there ain't no way they're letting Phil hire the next guy either. But 1998, like Al Wilson makes a fourth and one stop against Florida. Peerless Price makes a catch. Otherwise, I don't think we're having this conversation. But that's yeah. what happened like in 1998. Clint Sterner fumbled the ball, tripped over his center's leg and fumbled the ball, and they wouldn't have never had it. Oh, Clint Sterner. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, no, the Arkansas one is, is the is the uh, is That's the all-timer. All so, Coach Pruitt ha has lawyered up, as we'd expect, and there will be – lawyers will be involved. There will be lawyers. Uh, he's looking for his money. Uh, he's not going to fall for this. Uh, we just decided to get uh, clean <laughs> and uh, self-investigate and turn ourselves in bit. Is there any? I mean, is there any chances backfiring on Tennessee in that this is actually going to be a significant enough penalty? It could really screw them because they don't have an AD, they don't have a coach. Pete, you don't think that they can hire Hugh Freeze? Because how the heck do you have a press conference where you fire a coach for NCAA violations and then hire a guy who last time was in the SEC had NCAA violations? Uh, I would say. That is accurate, except how the heck do you praise a guy's recruiting success when you just fired him for illegally recruiting? <laughs> how does Phil Fulmer give himself a retention bonus when no one was trying to hire him? Uh, I don't know. It's Tennessee. Why would you describe your girlfriend as half bear, half mix? I don't know. <laughs> what the hell's going on over there? I don't understand any of it. And I've been to Knoxville and I love the place. It's a great place. Great place. Great, great place. place. It, it really is. deserves a good team.
But could this all backfire? Are we in worse shape than ever now? Are they going to dream back to the years when the gap was closing? I mean, this is a bad situation. I mean, it's obviously a bad situation of their own making. And I guess it's going to get worse before it gets better. I think it can eventually get better because it can be an attractive job in a fantastic place. I mean, a really a cool city and an unbelievable fan base. When they get it going, it's a great place to go. But it's going to be bad. Like the NCAA violations, according to the chancellor, level one, level two, they fired nine people. If there's nine people involved, there's a lot of violations. If there's aggravating circumstances, you're looking at multiple year postseason ban. If it's standard violations, you're probably looking at at least a one year postseason ban. This thing could it could take a long time. We know how the NCAA moves in glacial pace, but but building blocks are there for a very bad case. And yes, is there desire to save? What is it? Twelve and a half million dollars, Pete, in buyout. I'm I'm not sure exactly 12, what the eight. number is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could just could trying to save that cost him more? Eh, I mean, we'll see. You know, David Beatty, when he was fired at uh, Kansas, they they drummed up some NCAA violations there to try to get out of paying his buyout, which was less. Uh, he ended up winning a case in court for several million dollars from Kansas. So this is a risky strategy. The come to Jesus, oh my God, we care about compliance movement. Uh, <laughs> you know, can can backfire. Uh, we'll see where this goes, but I mean, A, yes, you're potentially hamstringing your school. B, you're making it a less desirable job for anybody you're trying to bring in. Uh, and C, can Jeremy, Jeremy Pruitt come back and get you legally in the end too? So, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of risk in the air, uh, in Rocky Top for sure. Didn't they, wasn't one of the quotes today, if you can't win with integrity here, we don't want you. The president's the system system president said it twice. Said it twice. Right. Well, that cuts down on the applicant pool. <laughs> <laughs> it does, and I do have to say, I have come around to Pete's view after today, after listening to the press conference where he was adamant they can't hire Hugh Freeze. After hearing that rhetoric and having them blame it all solely, not once bringing up competitive ineptitude, but all solely on NCAA. Violations, you can't hire Hugh Freeze. So that's out. Um, so, you know, the candidate pool is different, I think, going forward. I mean, if they hired Hugh Freeze, that would be the entire lawsuit on Jeremy <laughs> Pruitt. <laughs> yes, exactly. The entire lawsuit. Exactly. It would be like in like 40 that's, font, you hired Hugh Freeze. Yeah, <laughs> just that. Be it. Your just honor. Like, uh, Your honor. Me, they hired him. Okay. Are we going to do this or are we just going to pay? I mean, come on. <laughs> I did encounter one person today who thinks they could still hire Hugh Freeze. Really? You know who How? that was? No. Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze? <laughs> Hugh Freeze. <laughs> well, well, you know. I mean, he is nothing if not thin-skinned, irrational, and really having, like, no sense of, like, what has happened to him. So, but yes, anyone who watched that press conference and is like, you know what? I think they can hire Hugh Freeze. Would just be, like, completely, completely sideways. Because here's the thing. Like, Tennessee found NCAA Jesus, all right? Like Tennessee over the years, let's just say, hasn't been like the it isn't just been Vanderbilt or Stanford. All right. Donnie and, Tyndall. Oh, yeah. Lane Kiffin. Yeah. I sat in Philip Fulmer's office back when I worked at the New York Times, 2004 or five, because they were using a, an assistant named Trooper Taylor to recruit guys out of fake prep school called University High in South Florida. 
like literally sat in his office. He was smoking one of those little like cigars. And like he, I walked out of there. I was like, he was dumb enough to not realize like how bad this was going to be for Tennessee. It was on the front page of Sunday New York Times. They got a safety named Demetrius Morley, who was the number one recruit in Florida, who basically dropped out of his high school, went to a fake high school for a week. His GPA changed from like one eight to two nine in a week. <laughs> and then they not only took him, but they took him early admission. Like they took him as like a like a like a January applicant when he basically enrolled there in December, and he and like Philip Fulmer was like, "What? Something wrong? Something?" And she said it was okay. Philip Fulmer, God bless him. Like the fact that they really needed to have like the iconography, for lack of a better word, of like still bowing to Phil Fulmer after he completely took the remnants of their football program and dumped it in a sewer. All right completely submerged it in a sewer. It's like choking and gasping for air. And they still felt the need to trot him out there, pat him on the back, and pay him, they owe him three full years. Guess who's not, guess whose money they're not going after? Philip Fulmer's, right? You don't trot him out there if you're not going after his money. So they're at least basically owing him three and more million. They're not only going to pay him for completely failing the university, but they're putting him up on a podium and thanking him. For the crappy job that he did <laughs> hiring a completely incompetent coach. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Dondi Plowman, her name's on the documents. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of faith you're going to do it right, Dondi. Like, like there was no apology. <laughs> Those Come guys, on. they just want to get back to running the school. Yes, which is yeah, right, right, right. Of course, That's exactly it's right. hard yeah. to run a football team. Have you seen the Cincinnati Bengals? <laughs> Have you seen the Houston Texans? Have you yes. seen the Detroit Lions? This is yeah. all they do. And they can't run a team. It's yeah. like, I, yeah, I forgot about this one. It was 2009. We got a story here when uh, the Vols had a, a assistant coach wire 1500 bucks. So uh, the, the, the great Willie Lyles would bring Lake oh, Seastrup oh, and his mother Willie on an official Lyles. visit. Pay for the yeah. visit. Or an unofficial. The unofficial. Uh, yep. Yeah. And I mean, they wired it. It was a paper trail. This wasn't even good cheating. It was no. so open. You, this is not a bag of cash. This was li they literally wired it. And here's what you got to remember. They owe Jeremy Pruitt $12 million. All right. And I called Tom Mars today. I wrote that. That's my column. You ever known anyone who's owed $12 million who just, ah, you know what, guys? We're good. I don't want my $12 million. I'm just kind of he ain't walking away. I'm just going to wave that. Well, Jeremy Pruitt has proven he's completely incompetent as a head coach. He's never now. Could he be the middle Tennessee coach someday? Sure. All right. But he was basically a high school coach who completely incompetent administration decided to be an SEC coach. And he tried to implement Alabama system through a bunch of completely underqualified assistants, including the Niedermeyer guy who they tried to run for cause today. This guy's from Alaska. Look at his background. Like the guy was brought in to cheat. You know what? He was really good at it. He was the recruiter of the year. He was not brought in because he could teach the guy how to storm the A-gap as the inside linebacker coach, okay? You <laughs> yeah, because before he was the tight end coach. So yes. What's yeah, his said skill it set? Before. No. He has no skill no. set. This whole case is so laughable. You think you think Jeremy <laughs> Pruitt is just going to lay down and give up his $12 million? No, he's going to do what every coach has ever said. I had no idea this was happening. I had no idea this was happening. Guess who signed off on those other nine guys who got fired today? The same guy you propped up on that podium with the SEC logo and thanked for holding up the trophy in 98. 
It was Philip right, well, Fulmer. The one good thing is it allows all other programs of dysfunction somebody to laugh at. Like if yeah, you're a yeah, Michigan absolutely. fan today or oh, something, you're like, oh. hey, you know what? Give it Harbaugh an extra year on the cheap. Not sounding so bad now. Don't laugh at us, right? At least we're not doing this. Um, all right. Is Kevin Steele going to coach the team next year? Presumably, they're not going to hire anyone soon. They're going to hire an AD and then jump the line for next year. I mean, they brought, we, we've been saying for weeks that Pruitt was done. Right. When they brought in Kevin Steele, we're like, they didn't bring him in. Right. Because right. uh, he, he, he loves Auburn. his alma mater. Stop the steal showed up. And now, boom, <laughs> hey, who's the interim coach? Uh, <laughs> I still think when you we can talk about this, and we will, because there's nothing else to talk about now. Like, Kevin's, like, I think the best that Tennessee can do is Gus Malzahn. I think that's but, the best coach they could hire. And so you put the guy in the interim who literally the blood is still dripping yeah. off the knife that he stuck in Gus right. Malzahn's back. So that's you got to get rid of Steele to bring in Malzahn. Yeah, so we now- got him on cheap short money. And if you wrote the contract right, which I have no faith Tennessee did, but like Auburn's still paying him five million for the next two years, He's making two and a half million for two more years. So like you shouldn't be on the hook for long money for him. But like Gus Malzahn will get you to the happiest little seven and five program. Sully, what would you do for seven and five right now? Like if you if you could get Butch Jones's results back, what would you do? Oh shoot, that that's a tough question. I, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> without the brick by brick. But, all but, I'm saying uh, is, no, I think Gus gets you more than seven and five at Tennessee. Gus showed the, the ability to beat Alabama. Yes, right, he did yeah. three times. But now Gus has to stab Kevin Steele in the back. Oh, he would do that gladly. Right. With a waffle well, horse, because waffle we think house Kevin Steele might have been stabbing <laughs> Gus in the back. This is phenomenal. Smothered, covered, yeah. and smashed. Be, I mean, it would be it would be fairly awesome yes. if you go get Gus and Gus says the first thing that has to happen is Kevin Steele must leave. I looked I looked briefly on Twitter today and and I just like the first coaching name come up. I see Luke Fickle. I'm like, all right, come on now. <laughs> Why in the world would Luke, Luke Fickle? got like a top 10 team he's just waiting he could he could be the ohio state coach someday he could be yeah. the michigan coach someday right. he could be the notre dame coach someday he, whatever the hell he wants right now i think i'm gonna go take this thing no, i will the- say this though I, tennessee to me is a tremendous opportunity now they have been terrible they they are a disaster right now poor leadership everything wrong but it's a good city it's in ten, the state of tennessee is growing there's more high school talent in the state, uh, albeit a couple hours away, mostly in the middle part of the state. You're still only three hours from Atlanta. If you become the other program that gets teams in that north suburbs of Atlanta, you can you could be Clemson, which is basically the Clemson program. But, you know, I mean, you look at the where where was Justin Fields from? Where's Justin Fields wanted to go to Tennessee, by the way, and they ignored him on an unofficial visit, like didn't talk to him or his family. I wrote that for Yahoo a couple years ago. And yeah. and Trevor Lawrence grew up a Tennessee fan. Like yes. it's there. And Michael Penix, Michael Penix was committed and they told him never mind. Michael when, Pen- when Pruitt I mean the, the program can happen. People laugh at yeah. me. I say they can be yeah. good again. They but can. when you have that sure many, that much talent a couple hours away that's like that's a cool place to go to school, your your failures are how did we get none of these guys? Because we had any of them, Jeremy Pruitt's still coaching and they're in on any internal investigation. So someone's going to do a good job. I think you wait a whole year. I think you just let Kevin Steele coach his team, th- just find out what the, the, the violations are, 
this is a train wreck. I would not be jumping into the middle of this now when everyone's already re-upped. I mean, it's a bad time to start looking for a coach. You know, Michigan State had to do it last year. You know, same kind of thing. Now, did they get a good coach? Mel Tucker going to do a job? We'll see. But they had to pay. It's thing. You might end up overpaying. Huge money to get them. It's just, it's not the time. If you wait, you have a whole year to say, all right, maybe we will do Gus Malzahn or maybe we do whatever we do. So that that's my plan. I, that may be the best plan. I don't know. I mean, you could look at it like a couple of different ways. You, you do that or you say, hey, we can go get, try to get Malzahn. We could try to get Tom Herman. I mean, you're getting somebody who's fired. Uh, and so that's, you know, you're getting somebody on the rebound. But those guys are, I think, are pretty good coaches. I really do. Um, probably better than pretty good. Or you dive back in and say, hey, we can go get, Billy Napier from Louisiana Lafayette. We can go get Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina, something like that. I, I those are your, you, you've got your basically your three tiers, but you got to hire an AD first, and you don't know who you're going to get there, what the what the mentality is going to be there, and then the other thing. And I, I'm a little bit mad that Pete has outstrided me tonight. He has been on on it hard. You have to get an AD who's going to tell everybody else to say. Go the hell away. I'm going to make the decision here. The radio guy that's a Tennessee fan ain't making the decision. The people that spray paint the rock ain't making the decision. The vol calls are not making the decision. Vol Twitter is not making the decision. We're going to make a decision administratively without listening to y'all dumbasses who got us into this situation. I mean, Tennessee has been a bit of a different beast from that standpoint. Boy, did they listen in 2017. And boy, where did it get them? Hey, you want to know who has to hang his head in infamy? Who got no blood on his hands from the last time? Peyton Manning. St. Peyton. I saw Bruce Feldman wrote something. Peyton Manning is going to be heavily involved like it's a good uh, thing. What? Well, no. guess what? St. Peyton had his chance after the Shiano hire when Vol Twitter went nuts and The Rock went nuts and the, uh, you know, the the bloggers who who then became uh, terrible epidemiologists went nuts. Right. St. Peyton had his chance to say, you know what? Vol Nation settled down. Greg Shiano's the best choice. And guess what St. Peyton did? He ducked and rolled. But now he's going to come back and help him again. Well, guess what? Too late. I mean, he's just as much of a problem as anybody else because he wanted Shiano the last time. And then when he had a chance to defend him when everything went sideways, St. Peyton ducked and rolled, showed absolutely no onions when everything was on the line. And now he wants Adam Gase? Get him out. Get him out of this damn search. (laughs) Yeah, Adam Gase ain't going. I mean, if they hired Adam Gase, I would literally laugh so hard I would roll from Boston to Knoxville. (laughs) Like, there's been no more paragon of incompetence than Adam Gase. Like, he might as well, like, he and and Phil Fulmer might as well polka in the middle of downtown Knoxville for who's less qualified for that job. That can't happen. I don't, I don't know. He he's really good at knowing uh being in draft rooms of high picks. Yeah. Because <laughs> he coached the team into that. I mean, he's good at getting paid buyout money, and he would definitely get paid buyout money for getting fired there. He's super socially awkward, even more than Jeremy Pruitt, who quite frankly was like a high school gym teacher who got like elevated <laughs> to be an SEC head coach. I mean, Adam Adam Gates isn't really that much more sophisticated. So I mean, maybe he's got a chance. How about this one? We talked about him last show. You all said he would have been a good hire. He took over a program that's going to get got hammered a lot worse than what Tennessee's going to get no matter what. Bill O'Brien took Penn State out from the depths with a lot worse than what Tennessee's going to get from the NCAA. Yeah. 
I he'd mean, be, he'd be terrific. Maybe that's yeah. the guy in a year. But if I'm Maybe. him, I'm sitting where I'm at for a year. Yeah, and then I go to Michigan. Like, don't. Yeah. If, yeah. Here's the thing. He is committed to Alabama. I don't believe they've announced it. Is that right? Like, it's they understood, but they, they haven't not. announced it. Mm, right. But if you're gonna, if you're going to leave Alabama at this point, and there's a chance Doug Marone, the the old Jags coach, who's Syracuse coach, goes as his old line coach. They're best friends. Their wives are best friends. Go do your rehab and do better. Tennessee's not a top know. thirty job right now. It's not a top it, thirty job. Go to Virginia Tech. Go oh, to, it's better than Virginia Tech. No, it's not, Dan. It will no, it's be. Not. It will be. No, it's not. You got to beat Georgia and Florida every year. Virginia Tech, who are you going to beat? The the carcass of Miami? You get, you know? you get good players. You get better players no, at Tennessee. No, you can go get great players from the 757. I'd take Tennessee over. I would take Tennessee job over Virginia Tech. They've each had one chance to win the national title in the last 30 years in a title game. Tennessee won theirs. Virginia Tech lost theirs. Right? But look at the competition. Yeah. No I mean, Alabama. This is, this no is, Georgia. This is, this is no like Florida. when the UF3C tries to sell me on a on a on a main event between the number seven and the number nine contender in the light featherweight <laughs> division. Like, come on, all right? Uh, I don't even, this this is not merited argument. Which which hap, hap, stumbling bumbling program is worse? I think it's close. It's close. It's close. I and uh, I can I I can I, come up with die advantages this to either side. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to die on this hill. You might be right. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Definitely don't, not a hill to die on. Rocky yeah. top. Do not. Do not. <laughs> well, whatever. We'll keep talking. We do appreciate Tennessee for, for oh. waiting until the offseason for us. Because if they'd done this a week ago, we would have had to like bury it into the title game. So yeah. you have a whole 40 minutes to rant about you. It's fantastic. Laugh about you and all of that. Uh, God, that was the fastest 40 minutes in our pod's history. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe they wouldn't make it all 40 yet. Uh, I wanted to give an update, story update, ongoing saga about the the eighteen bucks or sixteen bucks I left in a bank. Oh yeah, yeah. People um, people got into this. They got really into it. A lot of sleuths out there. A lot of sleuths. Yeah. Uh, I, I put out the clarion call. Where's my money? I think I left. I think back like twenty something years ago. I had a bank account. I don't oh, recall closing yeah. the bank account. It was about sixteen bucks in this thing. I remember being insignificant. I remember forgetting about it and remembering a couple years later and I could not find the bank account, could not find the bank. And I, I've been wondering if my money's been compounding. What, what what has happened? Do I have like 45 bucks waiting for me in Chicago? Um, so there is a, there is websites, there is tracking, the state of Illinois, all this stuff. So I have come after an investigation. I have come to two conclusions on what happened to the money. I do not have my money. I think the first... Well, we could people score it. Yeah. Well, we people score it. Which which of these two scenarios is more likely to have happened? Okay. okay. All, All right. right. So hold yep. your hold your answers. But the the bottom line is you don't have the money. I don't have the don't... money. Okay. The money that's is gone. The money tra- is gone. That's tragic. tragic. <laughs> the, money, the money apparently is gone. According to the you state don't have of Illinois. Like the 260 million in Bitcoin. Like <laughs> no. Know. There's no like, there's no happy ending here where I get to go. I'm quitting the (laughs) podcast because I got like 200 million bucks. Yeah. No, we'd all be quitting. You're stuck with me. (laughs) So uh, I either withdrew the money and closed the account and then took the 16 bucks and got drunk at the Streeterville Tavern with it and forgot. (laughs) Or, or an imposter stole my money. And I, I'm not saying this person did it, but I consider him a person of interest. Oh, okay. And that's that's Johnny Manziel. Because <laughs> we, 
We know that Johnny once went to Vegas and wore a fake mustache and pretended he was Billy Manziel. Yes. Mm. To avoid trouble with the Cleveland Browns. And I think he might have heard about this fortune, this buried fortune at the bank. So it's one of those two things happened. But apparently my money is gone. Pat, what happened? Well, there's no doubt this is Manziel. There's no (laughs) doubt. First of all, he needs the money. What the hell's he been doing for the last five, six, seven years? He's still got more money than us. uh, uh, Oh, yeah. He's... He's blown it all in Vegas and everywhere else, College Station. So, yes, it was 100% an imposter. You are way too upright, you know, cautious, concerned sort of person to ever go out and get drunk and blow your money and forget that you actually did that. So there's no way I could accuse Dan Wetzel of going to the Streeterville Tavern and forgettingly blowing his money. I, I've seen you way too many times. So you're, you're early to bed, early to rise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, Streeter's a, a, Tavern. Streeter's Tavern. Yeah, in that, yeah, whatever. Whatever. So, no. <laughs> great this great is, place. This great is place. clearly like if you want the most likely alternative, it is clearly Johnny Manziel as an imposter pretending <laughs> to be Dan Wetzel's taking your money. I think so. Pat is now about to compliment all the qualified Tennessee athletic directors and all the qualified Tennessee administrators who made all the athletic department decisions the last 15 years. Right. That's yeah. right. It's oh, gonna yeah. all of you fit the line of truthfulness. I think that was a good ruling. Clearly, Dan, you just blew the money. Come on, I I, I have sources deep in Amherst from back in your college days. They know your <laughs> proclivities from that age. They know how much money you spent in Antonio's Pizza. They they know all your all your tricks, everything you had up your sleeve from back in your days at the Collegian. This is back when you were running the roost. You sixteen dollars, you could sneeze that back in like nineteen ninety three. All right, so oh. like let's just that's let's sixteen's just, burning just... a hole in my pocket, man. <laughs> <laughs> you give me sixteen bucks back in the day, it was gone. Yeah, let's like stop over romanticizing and like blaming the bank, and let's look at the bank. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have Paul Wetzel on the case here. Paul Wetzel would be tracking that. He would, he'd be able to tell us what the real deal is. Unfairly maligned. Well, I don't know. It's one of something happened. I don't know what happened. Anyway, thank you for everyone for working so hard to find the money. Uh, apparently, it in there. I feel what was like your Har- best suggestion from? Uh, I feel from like Geraldo. No, they all had the same st- suggestion. They're like, you moron. There's a go on the internet and you start type in Illinois and you find you'll find like if you like if some like phone bill or something owes you like two bucks, it's like on there. I don't know what happened, but. Uh, all right, I have one more story out of out of Chicagoland, uh, and this one is a bizarre one. Now, it was kind of a movie similar to this back in the day, but California man who told police uh, he was too afraid to fly due to COVID got to the O'Hare International Airport. I believe we're all familiar with uh, that operations work. Uh, Finely and, uh, tuned and efficient place that it is. Yeah. Refused to leave and fly out. Uh, he was he, he he and he stayed at O'Hare for three months. <laughs> this is three tri- months. This is the Chicago Tribune. This Stop isn't it. even one of those like shady websites that I get some of these stories from. This is like the, this is the dang Mike Royko's paper right here. Adina Singh, thirty six, is charged with felony criminal trespasses. So what happened was he he stole uh, a or picked up a lost. He, he got a hold of a security badge and apparently. At night, he would use the badge to get to a restricted area of the airport and hide out. And then during the day, he'd just wander amongst the people of O'Hare. And he he would 
beg for food from the other travelers and they'd give him like his leftovers. And the guy lived inside of O'Hare for three months. Three months. Yes. Uh, and he is now charged with this. Uh, the the judge was incredulous uh, that this, <laughs> this happened as stunned as I am. <clears throat> Anyone else? He was discovered with the fake, the fake badge is what's going to get him. Um, and, uh, part he is, uh, let's see, he's, uh, he has to post a thousand dollar bail bond and he's barred from stepping foot at O'Hare again, which yeah. I don't know if that's really a punishment having gone to O'Hare. Uh, <laughs> just go to be there for three months. Oh, uh, thoughts on living at O'Hare for three months. Oh, Pat? that's like horrifying. Like beyond, like, I hate that airport more than any airport in America. So the idea of spending three months there. <laughs> I mean, I guess if it's a choice between that and laying on a piece of cardboard, you know, on Division Street, maybe. But in I, February. I, yeah. I, I mean, OK. <laughs> You're not but buying his COVID excuse. I am not. I, am not <laughs> I, I apologize to him for not buying that. Maybe he could explain it to me in compelling fashion <laughs> in person. But. Oh, I mean, if I, you you literally like if you give me a choice, I probably yes, Siberia outside for three months versus O'Hare for three months. I would take <laughs> O'Hare, but that's about the only place I would do it. Not even the best airport to do this in. No, no. the worst. No, the worst. but it's yeah. so bad. You can airport. hide out for three months. That's, that's the well, thing. There's no security. Yeah. Clearly. This yeah. guy just got a badge. Like, oops. How Wait, smelly did this two- guy have to get to? Three months Ooh. in that stinky Ooh. airport. Ooh, Ooh, man. And then, yeah, like nobody noticed that there's like a dude like, I mean, that's how disgusting O'Hare is. There's a guy like yes. washing um, up in the men's room. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like picking, you know, s- Sparrow ah, out, of the, ah, out of the garbage ah. can of the food court. Oh, and everyone's like, Sparrow. Ah, it looks like very yes, disturbing. Flight sixteen oh three from Cleveland just got in. Yeah, all right. Like <laughs> nobody's even nobody bats an eye. There's a homeless dude <laughs> at Gate Four B. <laughs> this is where they lost Kevin McAllister twice in the Home Alone movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's all making sense now. Yeah. I, I feel like there's airports I like I hate more than O'Hare because I just try to avoid going through it as much as possible. Yeah. Just those like walkways with like the lights oh, blinking. It's it. just like oh. yeah, it's the worst. There's nowhere to eat. Like it's like like for as big as it is, you can't find anything redeeming if you want. That said, I could see how someone could hide out there because it's <laughs> so big and it's so sprawling. You can spend a week in Gate E and you could go like like <laughs> it's just like this massive, disorganized, inefficient, terrible place. Where like I'm like in, when you live in Boston, you never have like an airline. You have to own an airline, so you end up like minoring in a bunch of airlines. So like and again, to go to Notre Dame, you got to go through O'Hare. Like there's enough. Like you, yeah, there's enough where you have to like dabble, where you end up there more times a year than you really care to. It. But the other thing too is when you get out of O'Hare, it takes 50 minutes to get into Chicago. <laughs> oh yeah, like you're not oh, even yeah. close. Like yeah. it's just like, I mean, you will fly to Gary. You could get there fast. <laughs> <laughs> the guy has a master's degree in hospitality. Really? <laughs> From UNLV? I mean, knows how to make himself at home. Yeah. <laughs> that thing, he can break into Sabaro and make you a hell of a pierogi or whatever there, you know? Whatever <laughs> they make. Now, what's, what's the other thing? The, the, pizza? The, yeah, they make pizza. No, not pizza, but, you know, the fold-over thing. 
Calzone. 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 Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. brother. The best part is he, it, it took it took three months and finally two United Airlines employees approached this guy and asked to see his identification because he was just hanging out in the in the area you're not supposed to be in. It took three months. They're like, who is three that guy? Three months. Who is wow. our coworker over there who never does anything? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they showed him the ID badge and they're like, you're not Larry. Larry's that's <laughs> and he's worn the same thing. He hasn't changed same. in three months. Uh, maybe he oh stole some God. luggage. You could steal some luggage. I mean, yeah. that's, you could easily yeah. come up with some luggage. Maybe, you know, but what if you, what if Larry's six three and the luggage you get is like for somebody five eight? You know, then what do you? Well, do? you steal another bag. I don't know. Yeah, I don't right. know how. I, mean, I want to talk to this guy. This oh. guy has got. This is a story. He has yeah. seen I mean, some You want to talk about a story? But yeah. there's also like clothing available too. So like you could, oh, there's stores. You could buy some underwear. You could figure this out. Like this isn't Dude, that they got hard. A Brooks Brothers in That's there. Maybe true. It's dolled out. You know, <laughs> yeah. be, it's a nice box. You could, briefs. you could buy it. But if do you need money to buy, does he have money or not? Yeah. I don't know. That's, if you're enough of a I've con said, man to spend three months in an airport, you can lift a wallet get, every once in a while. Get some right? Mac. Mac yeah, Weldon, wasn't, that was an old time sponsor. Mac of the Weldon, yeah, they send you something. I mean, do they have like a fountain there? You puck the pennies out of there. There's all sorts <laughs> there of opportunities. Off season, off to a rousing start. Yes. Quick shout out to another one of our listeners, by the way, who dialed one of my childhood friends' phone numbers and said that Jimmy Egan was no longer there. Oh, when you gave out the number, seven eight nine nine. Yeah, he dialed it. He dialed. <laughs> did some, Jimmy, did someone have that number? Yeah, oh, Pat, yeah. Pat said mean, it I, on the air yeah. the other day. He says, well, oh, I, I that, remember. I just I didn't think to dial. Like, well, no, neither did I. But this our, person our, did. Our listeners, I, I assume, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't really have a whole lot going on in life right now. So, <laughs> I can see why you'd spend time looking for my twenty bucks, <laughs> calling Pat's boyhood friends in Colorado Springs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Some poor All old lady right. with the landline picked up, probably, you know. <laughs> probably, yeah. probably some 79-year-old, yes. Hey, we have the best listeners in the world, clearly. 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 Appreciate y'all listening. We'll yes. be back later this week. Who knows what'll happen? Talk to you then. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.